and welcome to IRI Growth Insights, featuring IRI thought leaders, industry partners, and guests. For more than 40 years, IRI has been known for its invaluable data, but these podcasts delve into the insights the data reveal to fuel market disruption and market growth for those in the CPG, retail, healthcare, and media markets. I'm your host, Joan Driggs, coming to you from IRI's corporate headquarters in Chicago. Today's episode delves into a new topic for IRI Growth Insights podcast, home cleaning. Just recently, we published Home Care During a Pandemic, a report that's available at our website, iriworldwide.com. And I've invited the report lead, Kathy Comet, IRI's Client Insights Executive for our home practice, to join me to talk about some of the key findings and opportunities for home care moving forward. So welcome, Kathy. Thanks, Joan. I'm happy to be here with you today. Good. Let's get started by your take on home care during a pandemic. From all the work that you and your team did, what surprised you the most? I don't know if I would say surprising, but I think ultimately recognizing that we remain in this elevated state of clean, if you will. We saw almost a billion dollars more of products sold at the peak of kind of the the panic buying mode, right? At the end of March last year. And that was substantial, right? Of course, we saw elevated purchasing across a lot of categories as, as we went into lockdowns. But again, a billion dollars more. And I think what we're seeing today, right, as we've gone through 21, you know, just these elevated buying levels, you know, not a billion, but we're seeing kind of almost 80 to $100 million more of products being bought in these cleaning categories. And consumers telling us that they are going to remain diligent and increasing the frequency of their cleaning habits, right? And so, you know, for us, I think it represents a huge opportunity as marketers and manufacturers But I also think as consumers, it just shows kind of how important, you know, making certain that their home environment was clean and healthy is just, you know, kind of a a behavior that has kind of really set in. And I'm excited to see that because it means people really do care, right, what's happening within their home and and potentially how they're interacting with others. Well, and I think there's a couple of things at play there. First, it was the lockdown, you know, and people were frantic about trying to create some sanitation in their home. Um, But then as time went on, you know, we're working from home way more. We're working out at home. We're cooking at home a lot more. So there are more messes. So it's kind of compounded, which I think speaks to that additional 800 million. Um, But I do want to back up just a little bit. Out of that billion dollars of extra spend on home cleaning products, was it higher in some categories than others? Like where would you, like if you were going to kind of break up that pie, where would some of those slices go? Good question. Um, We saw it really in home cleaning products, right? So wipes and sprays and disinfectants, people went to um, trusted brands, right? Products that are known for their efficacy in disinfecting sanitizing, killing germs, right? We can look at 
you know, manufacturers like Reckitt Vinkieser and Lysol and Clorox and their wipes and bleach. And consumers really gravitated towards those types of products so they could wipe down surfaces, right? There is a, a neglected area, light switches and doorknobs, but absolutely an opportunity area for consumers to focus in on those specific surfaces for cleaning. But um, we also saw increases in dish detergent, right? Because consumers were eating more at home and having to clean dishes. Um, the interesting thing is we also saw a huge uptick, uptick in paperware products, right? So, you know, paper plates, because I think people got really tired of cleaning dishes, but dish detergent was up. And then we've also seen increases in laundry detergent. Remember early days when COVID was kind of unknown and, you know, people were kind of advocating to when you got home from being out somewhere to launder your clothes, right? So we saw upticks in laundry detergent as well. And we still see kind of some of those elevated rates, not quite as much, you know, but especially if we were to compare them to a normal year of 2019, we're still pretty up. But I would say, let's go back to those home, traditional home cleaning um, and like wipe type products were the areas that we saw huge, huge spikes in sales. So you mentioned a couple um, areas that I'm intrigued by, and that is how cleaning has changed a little bit. You know, you mentioned far more frequency of wiping down surfaces. You mentioned light switches and doorknobs, which I do agree is a huge opportunity. Um, and I think I'm guilty of that. I can do that. I can do more of that. Um, but what else are you seeing in terms of what's different, either um, new cleaning protocols or maybe a difference in the types of products people are, are looking at? I think we're seeing kind of, again, focus on products that kind of do more than just one thing, right? So multi-purpose products, I think products that are convenient, right? So, you know, this notion of a wipe, right, where it's already pre-soaked and all I have to do is just pull it out and use it. And it's got, you know, kind of, again, a multi-purpose factor to it. Scent is important. I think if people are cleaning more, they don't want it to smell institutional. And so we're seeing scent blossom as well. And, um, you know, it's just, it's things like that, that I think, you know, maybe not necessarily new, but people are doing more of that. The other thing that was interesting is that people are buying more cleaning products to use away from home, right? So people are now keeping um, cleaning products in their car so that when they're out and about, they can you know, wipe down surfaces as they move about their business, or even when they get back in their auto, they can wipe down the handles and the steering wheel. So that was a, another interesting kind of increase that we saw. Yeah, we had some other research that talked about how parents were kind of arming their children with a lot of cleaning products just to take to school, which is, is a new twist as well. So I completely agree with that. Yep. We've got yeah, stockpiles everywhere. <laughs> absolutely. I know my children, their teachers are always requesting um, parents to send in wipes. And, you know, it's definitely a, a very high common occurrence that, you know, everybody's wiping down surfaces a lot more frequently. Right. And, you know, we also do a lot of work on new product pace setters. And I will tell you that you, I absolutely agree with your comment on scent because scent is so big, particularly in laundry care. I was so shocked. I mean, things that 
to remove odors, to enhance odors. And it's almost like um, scents associated with mood um, or atmosphere. You know, of course, we've always had like springtime fresh, but now it's bliss and it's, you know, joy and stuff. So I think that that's super interesting. Scent has an opportunity to kind of help alleviate stress, right? And even cleaning is a way to kind of reduce stress. And so when you kind of combine those things, there's, you know, again, these benefits to consumers that maybe, um, you know, folks weren't necessarily thinking about initially, but they absolutely have a benefit back to the consumer and will keep people cleaning more. And I think, you know, especially when you look in the laundry category, scent has always been important. And we're just seeing kind of new um, scents emerge that really kind of help promote calm um, and also to just sanitizing in general, right? Your point about people are working out more at home. Um, and so you don't necessarily want your gym clothes lingering around too long. Um, so you've got to kill off that bacteria that gets created, you know, when you're working out and sweating. I love the, um, the notion of, you know, the mental health element of cleaning. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, we do feel better when our surroundings look and are clean. Um, yeah, just ordered of things. That's fantastic. Um, it is, you know, it's, it's interesting because again, more research, boy, we're busy here at IRI with research, but there are, people have so many wellness goals and there's like 6.6 wellness goals. And I feel like you've just added to them that, you know, a clean home and good home care is part of a wellness goal. So that's really interesting. You hit on a great point. So we've been studying kind of this notion of self-care for, I don't know, six or so years now. And what's interesting that, you know, over the last year, we've really seen kind of this notion of home come into this notion of self-care, right? A clean home is a healthy home. And that is a huge priority for a lot of consumers, right? And it's it's about ensuring that we remain healthy. And so, yeah, it's not just about you, yourself and your body, but it's the environment that you're living in. Um, it's really important. And we see that continuing on. Right? This is not a one and done because of the COVID, because back to this notion of more people are cleaning frequently, but they're gonna keep these behaviors going forward. I agree. And another pandemic, um, phenomenon was the investments that we made in our home. You know, there's still um, a huge supply chain challenge with furniture and things like that that people have ordered for their home. We're investing heavily in making our home a more desirable place to hang out. So people are not going to just, once they gain full mobility, they're not going to run back outside the front door. You know, they're going to stay, sit tight for a while. So I agree with you that I think these behaviors are here to stay. So fantastic. Yeah. You touched on the fact that, you know, more people are working from home and, you know, there's been many companies out there that have instituted, you know, kind of the, the options for permanent work from home. I think there's a lot of companies that are evaluating kind of a hybrid approach where you're on site part-time and you're working remotely the other part of the time. And I think these, these behaviors will absolutely stay with us. Um, and so just this notion of, you know, home as kind of like a key part of your life is, you know, has always been important, but it's even more so, right? And being able to have a good, healthy, you know, stress-free work environment 
will continue to be important to consumers. Yep, so well said. So let's talk a little bit about how um, manufacturers and brands are kind of responding to some of these different trends with, you know, multi-purpose products with scent. Um, how do you see the industry responding to us spending more time at home? So we definitely have seen an uptick in new products, um, both in the cleaning and laundry space. Um, I think you're going to continue to see um, attributes like sanitizing and disinfecting um, remain elevated because, again, ultimately people want to make certain that they stay healthy, right? And products that kind of talk about killing germs and disinfecting and sanitizing is going to be really important. We've also seen growth in products that are natural or sustainable, right? Because ultimately we all want to do right by the environment. And what was interesting is consumers really did turn to, um, you know, any and all available cleaning products because, you know, a lot of shelves got wiped clean. So we saw this uptick in trial around natural and sustainable products where consumers had a really positive experience. They're going to stick with those items. So I think promoting that type of stuff and attributes is an, an important opportunity. We also saw direct to consumer brands, right? And, you know, not just coming out as direct to consumer, but, you know, products that had originally launched as direct to consumer are now making their way to stores, right? So the Grove is a great example of that, right? Where you can now find that at Target as an example. And so, again, really focused on, you know, product efficacy, communicating attributes that speak to consumers' needs for being healthy, and, you know, germ-free is really important, promoting natural attributes or, or other sustainability benefits, I think is, you know, something that we're going to continue to see grow. And then back to your point about scent, um, understanding, you know, what scents are really resonating with consumers create an opportunity to potentially drive, you know, new use occasions or bring in new users to your brand. It is funny talking to you. I actually am motivated to clean my home. And Kathy, that's not something that comes lightly. I do it, but I don't love it. So you're getting me kind of excited to like take a fresh look at, at what's out there. And I'll tell you, I kind of am big on some of those challenger brands. And it's exciting to see them make their way to retail, but I think they're forcing more dynamic change. And um, particularly with e-commerce, they have a level playing field. They're the ones who have a better opportunity to tell their stories, to kind of promote, um, you know, their sustainability efforts. And that to me is a message to big national brands that are already visible, that they need to kind of up their storytelling and their communication with shoppers. So I think that's another opportunity. I absolutely agree. We've seen it in several instances where, you know, direct-to-consumer brands have been able to come into the market and steal share from larger brands, right? So because e-commerce has truly leveled that playing field, um, it is, you know, it's an opportunity for all, right? So where you have market share, keep your eye on the competition and where you're new, you know, I say more power to you. You've got every opportunity to create, you know, um, a presence in the market, right? But again, it's about delivering on products 
that meet consumers' needs, right? And or solve for problems that maybe consumers don't recognize that they need solved for. Right. Oh, that's, yeah. Try and stay ahead of the consumer. Good luck with that industry. Kelly, we've talked about the types of products, but one of the big changes that we noticed was that during the height of the pandemic or the outset of the pandemic, that grocery channel was the go-to for everything because it was a perfect one-stop shop. So talk a little bit, if you could, about how people are purchasing their home cleaning products now and how you anticipate that's going to be moving forward. Yeah, you're right, Joan. We did see a huge increase in the grocery channel sales for these cleaning and you know home care products and laundry detergent. And we're seeing it kind of revert back to mass merchants and club stores as, you know, and those were really the destinations where, you know, consumers bought their cleaning products. Typically, you're going to see a lower price point or, you know, potentially more size options just purely based on, you know, the assortment available within those stores. And so we've seen a shift back into those outlets. And again, we're seeing kind of large increases in e-commerce. And I would suspect that we're going to continue to see consumers, you know, buy their cleaning products back in those those outlets, right? So mass, club, and 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 again, I think you're going to see more e-commerce growth just as consumers get used to, you know, a little bit of a regimen, right? These are products that you use, you know, weekly, if not daily. And so getting into this habit of having it shipped to your home on whatever cadence automatically I think helps make it easy for consumers. And ultimately we all still want convenience. And if this is, you know, one less thing I need to worry about, um, I think you're going to, you're going to see um, e-commerce growth. And so delivery to home, I also think click and collect. And so, you know, I would focus in on those. Um, and those are, you know, especially the mass and the club have always been channels where consumers buy cleaning and laundry products. And, you know, just as you talked about challenger brands too, I think this is another case for connecting with shoppers and how e-commerce has that edge. So a great way, again, to um, repeat purchases, maybe encourage new trial of products, um, introduce people to the attributes that really make this product um, best choice. So couldn't agree with you more on that. Um, I have one more question, and that's around sustainability, because, you know, um, Everybody is keenly aware of global warming and the environment and um, transportation and fuel costs. What, what is your take on the industry shifting to lower water products or having the consumer add water to bring products up to like a, a, what you would consider the proper strength for home use? I we're seeing it, you know, and again, it's probably some of these smaller challenger brands that are doing it. Um, but I think there's some big brands that are experimenting with it. And, you know, as we look at some of the challenges around transportation and logistics and, you know, recognizing that water makes up, you know, a fair amount of product, you know, weight, I think we're going to continue to see, you know, people focus on ways to remove that out. I mean, think about laundry detergent, right? When pods were introduced however many years ago, you know, that was a fairly big disruption for that particular category. And, you know, it's done well, it's done very well, right? That product form. And so I think you're going to see that happen 
um, in, you know, even beyond just detergent, but moving more into the cleaning space. So I I just want to recap a little bit. Um, First of all, again, fantastic report available at iriworldwide.com. You talked about the changing behaviors that are really going to stick with keeping the home clean. And I loved your your connection to self-care, you know, that, that, that the, a happy, healthy home is good for everybody's well-being. Um, and I think one of the big drivers there is scent, which I is one of those bubbling top attributes that has infinite possibilities for, you know, new products and new offerings. I think that, as you mentioned, sanitizing and a really a commitment to cleanliness is here to stay. You mentioned, um, you know, some of those challenger brands. And I think that that's really interesting, particularly for their storytelling. And they're a little more interesting in pushing the industry forward, or they're a little bit more prolific at pushing the industry forward. And then of course, how we're shopping has changed dramatically and that there will be a shift back to multi-outlets, but that we see e-commerce really growing um, quite a bit. So excellent conversation. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll look forward to talking with you soon. Great. Thanks so much, Joan. This was great. Thank you for listening. Please become a subscriber and let us know what you want to learn more about. We'll serve it up in a future IRI Growth Insights episode. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to review IRI Growth Insights. Also, visit us on the web at iriworldwide.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.